Welcome to Mission Stories for Kids with Uncle Gordon, where you will hear first-hand accounts of answers to prayer and miracles from God. Oh, by the way, I think adults will like this too. Hi, boys and girls. It's lovely to be able to share another story with you. Uncle Gordon here again today. When I was working and living in the Solomon Islands, part of my role was to keep an interest in and to show support for a hospital that our mission ran on Malaita Island. The hospital was called Atawifi. Living up in the mountains beyond Atawifi were a number of villages of people who were still heathen. They, they were anti-God. They didn't want to know about God, but they were happy if they were sick to come to hospital to have some treatments that, that they knew God was part of. But sometimes some of them were pretty greedy. And this particular day, one of these bushmen came into the compound of the hospital and he began to yell and to scream, I want some money, I want some money. One of these coconut trees on this property is worth a lot of money and it belongs to an uncle of mine and I need some money for it. Somebody give me some money or I'm going to kill somebody. With his shouting and screaming, everybody got very nervous and everybody quickly shut themselves into their houses or their offices or their rooms where they were and locked the doors because he was carrying a great big bush knife with a great big long sharp blade but he also had his bow and his arrows with him because they were pretty good at shooting arrows some of these wild bushmen he said I want some money and so he sat there and he said, I'm not going to move here till somebody gets me some money. And nobody was, nobody was willing to come out and talk to him. But the very next thing, I was down listening to the radio back in Honiara and I had a plea come over the radio, Pastor, can you please come and meet this man? Can you please come and sort out the issue with him? We're a little bit frightened at the moment. We don't want to go out there in case he's so angry, in case he just hits us with his knife or he shoots an arrow into us. Can you come over? And I thought to myself, that's very kind of you to invite me to come over. Um, how can I deal with this when you're there on the spot? I said, well... You know, I've just got to get a plane to, to organise to come over and uh, it'll be a little while, so I'll probably see you within the hour. And so I quickly organised a plane to, to take me over, a little mission plane that was available sitting on our tarmac where near where I was. But then I thought, what do I do? How do I deal with a wild man like this? What's their language that he uses? Does he speak pidgin English that I can use or does he speak just a local dialect? What does he do? How do I deal with this kind of situation? So I rang a man who, who came from that area who was a Christian and he was now one of the politicians. And I said, John, this is the issue over at Artawifi. Are you willing to come with me to go and talk to this man? He said, yes, pastor, I will come with you. I said, what do we do? He said, let's buy some rice. And so he went down to the store and I bought a big bag of rice. And uh, we put that on the plane when we went out to the airstrip and we flew over. Nobody could come down to meet us as they normally did where they would come down with a tractor and a trailer and we'd get a ride up the little rough track up from the airstrip to the hospital. We just landed and the pilot waited there and he said, I'll stay here, I'm not going up there. And the two of us began to walk up, sharing the big bag of rice between us from time to time. Eventually we came over the brow of the hill and could see the hospital compound, the grass and, and this man sitting on the, on the compound. And uh, nobody else around, everything else shut up, everybody else behind their locked doors. 
both of us sang out to him, hello, friend, hello. And he rang out, he sang out, hello, and he called him a one-talk. That was a, somebody who was of the same family, the same tribe. He wasn't really, but they lived near each other. One was from the coast, one was from up in the mountains. And this man jumped up and he had his spears in his hand and he had his bow and, he, and his arrows and he had his bush knife. He had a lot of weapons there. And we just came towards him and said, look, we're here in peace. Let's sit down together. And we sat down where we were, thinking we hope he takes the lead. And he came and sat down beside us. All the time, John and I were praying, God, you be keeping us safe here. You keep control of this situation. Keep him calm. Give us the right words to say. Help us to be able to do that which you just put the words in our minds, please, and on our tongues so that we can sort out this man. And so we were uh, sat there and, and while he relaxed and got his, put all his weapons all down beside him, ready to use them if he had to in a hurry, we had this bag of rice and we just lifted it up and put it towards him and said, we appreciate very much your interest in this hospital. We just want to give you a little token of appreciation, a little sign that we, that we love you, we care about you, and we're sorry that something's been upsetting you. Will you accept our bag of rice? And the man looked at that and he reached out with both hands now and he took the bag of rice and, and all of a sudden we could see his tension just melting away. And he relaxed and we began to talk about his family. We began to talk about the man who had owned the tree that was growing on the property. And we just thanked him so much. We said, this is all, a lot of this is voluntary. We don't have a lot of income to be able to have money to give to, to people because a lot of the people who work here are receiving very little wages. So we don't have money to give you, but we just want to thank you so much for your generosity in allowing us to get coconuts off this tree. And you're welcome to get coconuts off it yourself anytime because we recognize it is yours. And eventually this man, he said, oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to me as he told all the story about his family and his connections and, and his need for a bit of money at the time. And we couldn't give him money. But it was lovely to see this man eventually reach out and shake our hands and then walk away back up into the mountains, relaxed and at peace. And we believe because God had calmed him down. We believe because God had given us just the right words, the right questions to ask, and his atmosphere had been there to keep everything under control. Arawifi again became at peace, as it nearly always was, except when people like this came in and caused all sorts of troubles. You know, boys and girls, sometimes we're not at peace, and often we need to just talk to God about what's going on inside us or what's happening in our family, or what's happening in our school, or what's happening down the street. Sometimes we're not too sure how to deal with it, what to say, or, or if we should say anything at all. May I encourage you to, to, in those circumstances, just keep talking to God, asking Him for what to say, what to think, how to think, and that His atmosphere might flow through you, and that your presence might be experienced by others that you might be a channel for God to influence positively for good somebody else around you. God bless you, boys and girls, as you keep your hand in God's and keep your mind in touch with Him.
You've been listening to Mission Stories for Kids with Uncle Gordon, a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.